So here we are, almost halfway through Holy Week in the year 2020. On Monday past, in our reflection, we heard how Jesus was taken to the place called the Skull and there crucified alongside two criminals. Remarkably, as he hung there in pain, his thought was for those who nailed him to the cross, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And then on Tuesday, we stopped for a moment to listen in on the conversation between Jesus and the thief who died alongside him. While one of the thieves heaped insults upon him, the other clearly saw something special in this man, Jesus. He cried out to him with simple mustard seed-like faith, saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And so followed those beautiful words from the lips of our Saviour. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. And now we turn to a very personal time for Jesus, a very tender moment, a conversation between himself and his mother and one of his best friends. We read from John chapter 19, verses 25 to 27. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. perhaps shouldn't surprise us that out of the four gospel writers, John is the only one who records Mary's presence at the cross. Her son is in trouble. He's been arrested and tried and condemned, and now he is dying. Surely Mary's place is close to her son. And so Simeon's prophecy given it the dedication of Jesus now comes to pass. A sword will pierce your own soul too, he says in Luke chapter 2, verse 35. She is near him now, but her heart is broken. She's consoled by friends and by John, the beloved disciple. This word from the cross of Christ 
tells us something about the extent of Jesus' love. Here he is dying in agony, gasping for each breath. He sees his mother, the one who comforted him through all of childhood's cuts and bruises, teases and taunts. But now as he sees her at the foot of the cross, heartbroken, weeping, inconsolable, his heart goes out to her. Rather than being consumed by an understandable concern for his own welfare, Jesus is touched by hers. And since we never hear anything more of Joseph after the stories of Jesus' birth, we assume that Mary is a widow, and soon she will also be known as mother to that crucified criminal. Life will not be easy for her. The other children in her family at this stage don't believe in Jesus as the Christ, as she does. We read that in John chapter 7 verse 5. Faith, for some of them, is to come later. And though it might eventually be judged their legal duty to care for their mother, perhaps Jesus senses that such care would be less than what she deserves. And so he calls out to his dear friend John, asking him to step in and take on that important role. For me, this scene reaffirms the fact that while Christ came to give his life willingly for the whole world, we know that. He also does not treat us as numbers only, but rather as individuals who need God's love. There is so much for which we can be thankful in this statement and what it represents of the care and the compassion of Christ our Lord. Father God, we see Jesus' example of love and responsibility in our Bible reading today. As wonderful and loving as family relationships can be, they are also often quite complex and sometimes even hurtful. We ask you to help us sort them out to the best of our ability. Show us how to love, how to love you, and at the same time, how to love friends and family and even those who try our patience. Give us your divine wisdom. We need it so that we can love just as Jesus loves. For his sake.
and in his name. Hear our prayer. Amen.